I do. And I don't. And welcome to I Do and I Don't podcast show. We are live on the internet again. We sure are. And live we- and, and, and not wearing very many clothes on this particular episode. As a matter of fact, Kat and I have both chosen uh, through peer pressure uh, mm-hmm. to wear just our underwear. Um, for me, it is what you would call a gitch, because that's really cool to say as a man. A gitch. And, and I'm wearing a bralette, a bralette, which is like a bra, but with way less pain involved. Yeah, um, because we, because women don't need uh, as much support as they're sold constantly. Isn't, isn't that true, Kat? No, I can hold up my own because, well, let's be honest, it's not really a whole lot to hold up. And uh, Stop it, it just, <laughs> I haven't been wearing bras at all lately. So this is kind of fun. This is sort of what I wore all day, as I mentioned earlier. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, just for, as a vote, I'm not a fan of bras, I don't like them. No, me either. Yeah. I'm I'm very lucky I can get away without wearing one. I think a lot of the time, not every woman has that luxury. Right. Uh, some of us who are more well endowed really do need the extra support. But I, um, yeah, if they had push up underwear, though, that would be helpful well, for th- me. You know, and and that was what I was going to say. Uh, some men like me who are very well endowed need an extra support <laughs> in their underwear uh, just to um, keep their balls from dragging their whole torso down to the ground. I've got very heavy balls to, when it has not a very small penis, but very big, heavy balls. Um, <clears throat> it's a picture I never wanted painted. Thanks, Joel. That's great. Um, so I'm happy to tell you that we, since we've started doing this show live on Facebook, mm-hmm. we've gotten more questions than we've ever had. Well, and in fact, I, I need to, are you okay? You're making funny faces again oh, i'm just uh looking at this thing uh i just want to give myself a little bit more matching go go ahead talk to us there you go okay um we we've gotten more questions than we've had in a long while so i have to apologize to some of you whose questions may not make it in this particular episode but we will definitely get to them because i think we're going to be doing this for a little while these live facebook streaming not only things. because we have to but because we love to <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we'll do uh, uh, probably three questions, but we'll keep those questions on file for future yeah, episodes. Absolutely, we'll get to all of them. And as I told you all, your your anonymity is guaranteed. Um, is and it, well, can I just sorry to interrupt? Is it pouring where you are? Yeah, it just started like a typhoon. Like this is crazy. If the power goes out, we're not logging back on. Um, no, that's it. We'll just decide that like, the universe has intervened but if, on if, all of our behalfs. Nobody needs to hear this shit tonight, I guess. <laughs> I'm guessing that this uh, this is going to be picked up in the, uh, in the recording because this is loud. Um, yeah, so Kat, you were saying that we receive an- anonymous questions from our listeners and we answer them with uh, varying levels of, uh, well, what is it? competency (laughs) or care Uh, (laughs) um yeah and they are of course marriage and relationship and sex advice and fucking advice questions so um (laughs) i'm just really you know what i've i'm like uh i'm i'm giddy because this is working 
I know me too. It wasn't like, okay, so this is another great metaphor for relationship. When you have a really challenging situation that you're faced with, if you just keep your composure and work together as a team with lots of patience and compassion and sympathy, when you get to the other side of that, you feel so much closer, don't you, Joel? Yeah, yeah. And you feel like you uh, achieved something. And that's going to make you value the relationship more because everybody knows that you value things that you put effort into. That's right. And of course, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about right now, Joel and I had a very failed first attempt at streaming this show live, this particular episode, but we figured it out. So it here we the, go. It was the worst, worst moment of my life. Okay, so yeah. um, <laughs> um, let's take on our first question. Yes. Uh, and then I want to I do a little bit with you and with everyone who's tuned in and watching right now. Uh, you are a whole new guy, this podcast from last. Oh, yeah. No, I was angry last attempt. <laughs> I, was, I was livid. But now I'm actually but, quite happy. But angry Joel is really quite reasonable even. I'm like, not a very I, angry person in general. No, so. I, like, I like that level of anger. That was a very manageable anger level. That's um, all you Okay. Get. Our first question. Are you ready? I'm hearing you. Okay. So it... It's a question regarding isolating away from your partner. Mm. And it's from someone who is in a new relationship that is just a little greater than two months. And they were off to a great start. They went away together for March break. Um, uh, No, they didn't go away away together for March break. But they took a break over March break. But then, of course, were forced into self-isolation after that. Uh, So they aren't seeing each other in real time anymore. But they've been trying to keep it up with the texting and phone calls. And, of course, the concern is that whatever magic they'd established before the world went haywire is going to fizzle out and disappear. Who, who wrote this question? <laughs> Did, was this a back and forth? This is a lot. Of, these are, it, it, they should be in, like, dear I do and I don't show. It's not like, here are some details of this particular <laughs> situation. I don't even understand. So they were in, they took a break from the relationship in March and got back together right before the No, world no, no, ended. they didn't break up. There was March break. So, oh, okay, let me, let, me, let me start this one again. Dear, I do and I don't. Okay. I'm in a new relationship Makes of sense. just greater than two months. Okay. And uh, we got off to a great start, but then we experienced March break. And after that, we were forced into self-isolation and, of course, this physical distancing that we're facing. Mm. And now they've put a halt to in-person visits. Right. So we've been keeping up the momentum with texting and phone calls, but I'm worried that we're going to lose the magic that we had before this COVID-19 business came upon us. So what's your advice for people who are not married but partnered and partnering separately right now in different domiciles. Well, we let's speak to this <clears throat> particular situation because I think it's different when, you know, it depends on the nature of the relationship. So this one is brand new. It's two months old. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I have two, well, I've got two ideas, but I think that I'll do the one that's a bad idea first. The bad idea is to just put everything on hold, end it, and just wait till this blows over, and then that's get a back very to bad idea. Because then it's that's a very bad but idea. But the thing is that you you go okay, we'll regroup when things are uh, good because then we can do all the things we want to do and keep the magic alive. If we uh, just sit around and chat, 
and you know try to get to, see this is the this is the this is the danger cat the danger is that they are going to begin to uh just speak facetime get to know each other without all the banging that goes with it <laughs> and and they can sext and that is amanda that is a good idea yeah. amanda said amanda sexting. that's a great sexting. idea mm-hmm. but but if these two people are kind of boring for each other or they're not the best match, that's going to come out real quick. Yeah. And they're gonna, it's going to be like, yeah, well, there wasn't really a lot there. The conversations kept on fizzling out and, you know, this guy's actually really boring. And he started saying all this stuff that was just like ridiculous, you know, like – when you're bored. You mean in the context of sexting or just in general? No, just in general. Like he'd be like, oh, by the way, I love Gremlins. The movie Gremlins. I'll, I watch it like 15 times a year. And you're like, 15 times? What's wrong with Gremlins? It's I love fine, that It's movie. a fine movie, cat, But 15 times, you know those people that they like repeatedly, sometimes I'll watch it three times in a day. If it's a day off, I'll just play I it. I don't know people like that. I've heard about it. They're, they're crazy people. See, so... <laughs> She'll be like, ooh, this guy, alarm bells. And um, that'll destroy the relationship. So it could, for sure. Um, but, you know, like maybe this is a time to forego things like small talk. And you can just like use this opportunity to get right into the meat in your conversations with each other. And I would suggest like maybe start doing some video calling. Like uh, he, this person mentioned that they are uh, like, in their 50s. So what? maybe... Did, did, uh, did I get that information? No. Well, you are getting it now. But, um, but like, I think that they should challenge themselves to use technology so that they can actually see each other and perhaps sit in their underwear and have a conversation at some point. Cat, or, Cat, you know, like... When you're not reading... When you're reading facts about things and you're not even reading <laughs> a question, can you put the in that they're 50 years old? Oh, well, I mean, what difference does that make? Well, I guess it it doesn't make that big of a difference. But the um the technology like they can use as technology. Long as good at technology. You're you not know, a luddite if you're 50. 50 is the new 30. Um I hope. Um I, <laughs> I hope so too. That makes me extremely younger than I am. Um yeah, I agree with you. Get get into real because because that's going to quickly, you know, the the sink or swim thing's gonna happen there. Have a date, like make dinner separately, light some candles, mm. get your video chat device of preference out, and like sit and have a romantic dinner together. You can like even make the same recipe if That's you guys what, yeah. both want to be eating the same thing. Just like use your imagination. Honestly, I said this earlier today in a blog post that I wrote. Our imaginations are gonna save us right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like. I have no idea what your underwear look like, Joel, but I'm imagining them. What does it look what in your imagination, what kind of underwear am I wearing right now? I think you're wearing boxer briefs. Okay. And I think they're gray. Interesting. That's the type of man you think I am. <laughs> you're not right. Okay, so Well, that's excellent. That that's excellent advice. What else do I, By the way, uh, here's a nice idea too. Um, if you guys both find something on Netflix and you start it at the same time and you can text throughout the viewing of the thing and just go like, what's going on with that? This is crazy. Yeah. Or watch something together. 
Yeah. Amanda says it's most likely going to fizzle because it's hard to keep a relationship going with no physical contact. Sorry to be a buzzkill. I don't know. I'm a wedding efficient and I've married a ton of people who've sustained unbelievable long distance relationships while they were in school and stuff like that. So Yeah, I, I think that the you know, there's but there's a truth to what Amanda's saying in that it's such a new relationship. So and that's kind of what I was saying was if there's nothing not much more and they don't have that the 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 fluids to uh you know <laughs> <laughs> to really lubricate the uh the other stuff they might just be like well i'm just not you know it's where things aren't going anywhere they're not progressing we're just talking so these people would like, have, have they to have had really sex special, yet i wonder yeah, like well, two months you never know two months well i i i mean i know myself <laughs> i guess but i everyone's not the same i'm sure but this is the thing. The, the, two months is a fairly decent amount of time to interact in person uh, and, and get a feel for someone. It's not like you meet them online, talk for two months, you don't really, or you see them one day. If you went on one date before the end of the world hit, then um, end it. But like if, if it, like <laughs> two months, they, if they really like each other, they can just do all these different nice things with each other. And that could keep it, going and also mutually masturbate on webcam do you have another question <laughs> well here's a question that i have too and it's just like logistical so um why i mean you i'm hearing a lot of things about people who are just deciding to kind of like fast forward the relationship and cohabitate together through this i i you know it's really frustrating to not have a covid companion Th this is what everybody needs why why don't we all have our own covid companion you know it's yeah so i would i would say if you are in a position to and you found someone you like them just be like okay look we're going to jump in we're going to move in together but we're going to put it on quotes because after this is done you're going home but we, but we let <laughs> let's live together for for now let's not fast forward let's just like let's be covid companions COVID companions. This is a whole new thing. I kind of love this. It could be a horrible disaster, but then you just go. Like if it's not working out, just leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, the whole It's like point, the ultimate playing house. Mm-hmm. And just be like, hey, look, this might last a couple weeks. It might last a few months. We are going to be COVID companions. And I think that like if you're playing that, uh, that game, it's going to be so lighthearted that you, they're not, it's not going to be one of those things where like, leave, you know? And also, why can't you, like, if you're, why can't you also go home? Like, what's the thing about this quarantine thing where it's like, can't you live in two houses if it's just you're only interacting with that other person? Uh, yes, I think you can in the case where you have to have two households, like if you're sharing custody of a child. But I think it's largely not encouraged to be going between houses I don't know. Like, there are no rules. Four weeks ago, if you had said, hey, I kind of like this person, should I move in with them right now? I'd be like, no, you've only been dating for two months. But now I'm kind of like, does anything matter anymore? Like, yeah. what? Look, just this is the other thing. You have the time. Yeah, figure it out. Like, you've got the time. Just go and sleep over for, for four days. See how it feels. It's not that hard. And uh, yeah. 
Well, you have to know what each other's exposure is too to the outside world, I guess, right? Like you need to be socially responsible and make sure you're taking care of everyone. Yeah, think about those things a bit. But um, <laughs> if you guys just mainly interact with each other, by the way, if only one of you goes to get groceries in my book, that's a plus. And uh, yeah. um, Amanda says, this isn't about your loneliness, Joel. And that's because she hasn't been listening to the podcast. It is about me. And it is about <laughs> my We're on loneliness. episode 25. Nothing's changed except for the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, so also, I think it's important that we tell them that they should, under no circumstances, engage in rimming. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that is that really you can't. Oh no, I got COVID through my anus. That's not a thing. This is this was a notice sent out by the New York City Department of Public Health warning people to practice safe sex by avoiding rimming. There, there was like no this is a list of practices that you're not supposed to engage in sexually to avoid the spread of COVID. And they added rimming to this. I don't and I'm it. wondering, like, maybe there's a couple of steps that should have been in there before the rimming. There wasn't. No. <laughs> If you want to put your mouth on anything, guys, like not stay six a butthole. feet away and don't put your mouth on someone's. Ass. All right. So if they do move in together, avoid rimming for this. Avoid rimming. Apparently, time. it's like well, extra dangerous. Frankly, Kat, if that's the case, why bother move in with each other? Can like you if rim someone if table, you have a homemade face mask? <laughs> you gotta like you if, just if, put a little slit in there. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> Question number two. Oh, question number two. Okay. <clears throat> so I want to know, dear Joel and Kat, I want to know what to do or think when you can't read your partner anymore. Okay. So they're in a long-term relationship. But their partner's really quite shut down. Uh, and they're not really open to talking. And uh, they feel like the space between them is growing. Um, <laughs> Amanda is suggesting using dental dams. For I, I'm reading swimming. it. I'm reading it. Kat. Probably a good idea. Um, the space between this couple is growing and growing. Uh, one person is feeling distressed, annoyed, resentful, less affectionate, uh, less enthusiastic. And they don't want to talk when they're being invited to talk. So what do you do? In that circumstance. But to snap them out of it? Not everyone is really feeling so much like being chatty and connected all the time right now. Like okay. maybe they're finding all of this really hard. This question is specifically um, during this time type question or just generally? like it's It's specific to this time. So this person is only uh, not communicative. I guess people are dealing with uh, COVID times in, in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine with this level of stress, uh, with retreating into yourself is, uh, is probably a fairly common thing. Yeah. So how, so how do we get this person out of that? Like, is it, it could be, there's maybe an element of fear that is making this person just like, kind of in a bit of a pit of despair 
Does that sound yeah, like Yeah, I mean, it could be any number of things. Like maybe they're feeling kind of depressed by everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like missing people. Maybe maybe they have like no way to articulate what's going on for them because nothing like this has ever happened to us before. Yeah, it's insane. So how do we snap, if we can use such a vulgar term, snap somebody out of something like that? Well, I don't know if it's about snapping. I think it's more about coaxing. And uh, a wise man said to me earlier today that um, asking someone what they need is really powerful. What do you need right now? We've said this before on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And like they may not have the answer right away, but at least the question invites them to start thinking about it. What is it that you need right now? Maybe they don't need to have heavy conversations about the relationship right now. Maybe they just kind of want to, be in the relationship i feel know? like we should all be on vacation right now yeah like there's there's there should be a certain feeling i have to go to work but there should be a certain feeling of we're all on on vacation and that can even be an emotional vacation <laughs> take an emotional holiday just take, for like a little bit from what about bob take a vacation from your problems but this is <laughs> this is another thing that um i've been sort of uh, thinking and also uh, mentioned to my friend, which was there is an end date. So sometimes maybe somebody needs to be, people need to be reminded that this can't continue indefinitely. There is hope. There's, There's a light at the end of the tunnel. This has to end at some point. Right. So maybe if you remind people of that, they can lighten up and, uh, you know, just watch Tiger King and relax. Am I, am I crazy? Please don't watch Tiger King. There's nothing relaxing about that show. I watched one episode. I could not handle it at all. Only I'm, one episode? I haven't seen any of it yet. Oh, no. You just don't. Don't bother. You don't need to. You don't Everybody's need Everybody's talking it's about it. Yeah, you know what, though? Like, no. No. I'm anti-Tiger King. Okay. Um, I think that it, there should also be space to just talk about the stuff that's bumming you out. You know? Like... You can look towards the future for sure, but you should also be able to express the things that you're missing and maybe have one one or two days where you just let yourself feel all the shitty feelings. And I wouldn't want to stay, stay in that from, place. Stay but, away from each other during that time? Uh, maybe take a bit of space if you can. Not all of us have this luxury. Some of us only have two rooms to contend with in but, our home. But we, but we need to help this. Um, we don't know the gender, male or female. No. We need to help this person get their partner out of their funk. And I just don't know exactly how to do that. One guess I would make is Scrabble and only do rude words. You know, start doing Scrabble, only rude words. And <laughs> sexy Scrabble. Sexy, dirty Scrabble. Because there's not much more you can do when there's just the two of you. Just get distracted, you know? Yeah. Just get silly. Yeah. Don't rim, but do everything else, you know, like just <laughs> yeah. have a Absolutely. good time. Um, and like speaking of which, you know, uh, so yeah, just to sum it up a bit, we're suggesting like maybe you don't have to have heavy relationship conversations all the time right now because there's so much other heaviness happening. Maybe it's the time just to sort of try to get through each day. Uh, and I guess then like another good question is what are we doing? to sort of keep our relationships healthy and connected and lighthearted during all of this. So those of us who are um, isolating, 
with a partner or a spouse, what are, what are we doing to make things more interesting and happier around the home? Like today I spent a day cleaning in my underwear and my partner also joined me in that. We, we didn't really wear much clothing today and that was fun. Uh, what, was his, uh, cho- what was his underwear? Like what does he wear? Mm, what is he wearing today? It's bad that I don't know the answer to that. Mm. Uh, I think he's got like a black boxer brief on. I feel like he was naked and you just made him wear <laughs> underwear for your story. Maybe a little bit true. <laughs> You're like, what was, uh, uh, what was the underwear? <laughs> uh, uh, um, I think that um, I have a good idea because we uh, have been hearing, I, I'm sure you've been hearing it, that uh, you should be... Um, f- trying to follow a schedule because there's nothing worse than wallowing and, and you're not you're not kind of living some sort of structured life so you kind of lose yourself in that. Um, so my suggestion would be with your partner, create a silly schedule. And so it's still a schedule, but you have to do ridiculous things. Like it's like 3 p.m. Uh, we've got to... Um, I um, pour milk on ourselves. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I, it, it was hard to guess. My three o'clock milk bath. That's not silly. That's every day around here. <laughs> so sexy. I always do my sexy, sexy uh, <laughs> milk bath at three. What's, how's that? A, um, <clears throat> yeah. So like, you can probably come up with really nice, silly things for people that would be commonplace for you, but for them, very tickle me. You got to do a feather tickle. Uh, under chin feather tickle at uh, one fifteen, or and it, maybe even like make it. The, maybe even make the time silly. It's just like at twenty three after twelve. You know, you have to uh, just like check to see if there's any bears in the cave. You know, just like but make a schedule. Be like, oh, we got to follow our schedule. You know, check to see if there's any bears in the cave. What does that even mean? If there's Do any I want to know? boogers in your nose. Oh, you never okay. heard that term? I thought we were like getting into the... No, I've never heard bears in the cave. No, they just go, are there any bears in the cave? Um, mm. So these are just fun ideas to keep things lighthearted and so that you and your partner can just have a ball together and yet mm-hmm. still stay structured. That's a great idea, and uh, that is going in the book when we write a book. When we write our book? Yeah. I love this idea. Yeah, doing a um, don't show relationship guide. I think I think cooking together has been really awesome too. I've been enjoying that. It's a bat, Joel. It's a bat in the cave. Amanda's saying. Well, different folks, different. Uh, it, hey, it's a colloquialism. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so wait, um, yeah. Uh, Samantha's saying that Eric, her partner Eric, and her do a little booty shake every time one of them leaves the room. That's really cute. Oh, that's adorable. So that could be, I mean, that, that is still a structured, <laughs> fun game. And I don't know why I didn't see that uh, comment. Um, okay, so did we answer that question, Kat? Or were you yes, saying I, something? Yes, I think we did answer that question. Okay. Satisfactorily. We're on our third question. Are you ready for it? Question number three. Question number three. Okay. What are your thoughts on singles or couples seeing a professional sex worker escorts, erotic massage, or dominatrix? And do you think they can be a part of a healthy sex life? Um, Is this perhaps a better or different alternative to enhancing a sex life rather than being polyamorous or in an open relationship? For example, you would use this to add variety, to accommodate differing sex drives or desires or fetishes, 
or as a surrogate if the relationship is long distance or one partner is sick or disabled, things like that. How does the surrogate work? Because I remember watching the movie Her, and uh, do you have you seen that? I haven't. No. And Tell us. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was this computer program that uh, this uh, fella in the movie falls in love with. And so, but she doesn't have a body, so she they hire a prostitute to come in, and so he can sleep with her, and and just imagine that it's Scarlet, just like the the voice. And anyway, it's a very awkward, uncomfortable scene. But um, how would a surrogate work? Would you like Facetime the person and then just put the <laughs> phone on the prostitute's face and be like, or make, use it use an iPad though, so it kind of covers their whole face. I don't actually know the answer to that question. Maybe tie it on with strings so that it stays on its own and, you know. I have heard of sexual surrogates being used in issues where people have, like, erectile dysfunction and they need some, like, hands-on help figuring out how to overcome it or, like, issues with premature ejaculation. They need someone in there pinch-hitting, I guess. What? Um, Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) Who who is the sir? Who is the sex worker for? Who who? How are they pinch hitting? Is it the is it the guy is like go, doing having sex with his wife for a while? Then he's like, oh no! And she's like, well, I'm not done yet. Gary, Gary, can you get in here? And Gary's been in the other room, just you know, getting ready. He's warming up. He's fully hard. He comes in and just fills in. You know? <laughs> the other guy's I still mean, sort of standing there and acting like he's thrusting, you know, and he's like, look at me, look at me. No, pretend no, it's I my I see Yeah, pretend it's my flaccid uh, penis that is now I'm exhausted. I wish I was going to sleep, but I have to watch you and Gary have sex now. <laughs> is this what people are doing? Is this the world I mean, we live in? <laughs> it's not the world that I live in. Uh, I, in fact, right now it's probably not the world that any of us are living in, but, um, yeah, it's very dangerous to get a surrogate, uh, prostitute, um, right. But now let's say, okay. A, an example that I do have not any personal experience with, but I have certainly heard of is someone who has a fetish, for example, and their partner is really not interested in exploring this with them at all, but they have given their consent for them to explore this fetish with like a dominatrix or a sex worker of that nature. Okay. Um, so like, is that a healthy alternative to cheating or to maybe having a polyamorous relationship to like bring in the professionals basically? I feel like I don't like the, I, I don't know how I, I don't, I don't like this idea, but I, it's hard for me to uh, sit in judgment of uh, another person and say that it's a, completely bad idea for them yeah I mean I think I certainly would only advocate for this if all parties on board were aware of what was going on right um I think there has to be transparency around it and uh like a lot of conversation certainly and safety for sure everyone needs to be safe about this kind of stuff um but yeah, I think it depends on the couple. It always depends on the couple, right? Always and depends. I, like the what? longer I am in the world, uh, the more I feel like people should just define their relationships on their own terms. But Kat, we don't want, really want to turn everyone away and, and say, figure it out for yourselves. It's good to, that you're asking us. Um, but, 
but this is the thing. Who in who out there is like, oh man, I have this crazy fetish, and and the girl's like, I don't really want to do that fetish, and he's like, well, can I get some other girl to do it? Yeah, I'm open enough for that. Like, who isn't <laughs> open to do the fetish, but isn't op- is open for like some stranger to you know, crush the guy's balls or whatever he wants. Her That's to do. exactly what I was thinking of too. That's so funny of all the fetishes that really? exist. Really? That you, you thought crush the balls? on the same one. Hmm. But like, why but wouldn't I, a girl just step on a guy's balls? Wait, I couldn't do that. I Sorry, I just like hit my microphone. So you, I couldn't, you couldn't step on your partner's balls? No, I couldn't do it. It would upset me too much, I think. And then like, I wouldn't want them, if, if that was like a super meaningful experience for them to have, I don't know what I would do. I'm trying to imagine myself in this scenario. Like if the relationship is completely fantastic in all ways and the only thing that they bring to the table that you kind of have to give pause about is the fact that they want their testicles crushed from time to time. Like what do you do? I just love that you said it was a meaningful experience. What What is going on with this person that they're like, wow, it would mean a lot to me. Like it, this would, oh, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, thank oh, you, baby. Oh, this is meaningful to me. You know, that's you crazy. always you always criticize me for being too nice. <laughs> it's just you know you're like oh thanks baby you brought you you thought to bring me my favorite flowers and my favorite Lindor chocolates. Can you do something that's meaningful for me now, darling? <laughs> yep, crush my balls. But um, yeah. Samantha is a hundred percent right. She says there might be a safety factor for something like ball crushing or anything involving pain infliction. And like, okay, maybe, maybe you aren't a hundred percent opposed to trying it, but you want a professional to show you how to do it. Okay. I guess that's, uh, I think that's a hundred percent fair. And that's an amazing point. I'm so glad she said that because like, why am I not uh, seeing this? <laughs> but but can I just say, like, I, I, I who are these professionals? Because I, I'm a dominatrix, like a professional dominatrix, okay, will absolutely know how to. I feel pr- like you crush a testicle without actually sending you to the hospital. Now, do you know where these people are? Or do we have some in Niagara? I feel like they're in the big. We city. have a bunch in Niagara. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know half of them. No I'm kidding. Interesting. Uh, no, for mm. sure. I, I mean, there's there are skilled sex workers in every city. However, at the moment, access is going to be limited. I'm sure many of them are taking Zoom clients. How do you crush someone's balls on Zoom? (laughs) You you can't, really. Uh, I think that you... uh, (laughs) Sorry, my cat's making a lot of noise now. So, Um, so, So, Kat, you couldn't, like, put on your shoe, your stiletto, and apply pressure to balls like that would make you like you would be like crying you'd be upset about it well okay if I really like try to imagine myself in the scenario I would definitely go the route of hiring someone to show us how to do it safely okay all right well I guess I could crush a nut if I if I was asked to by someone I truly love I feel like if you if it's a person that's like a dominatrix or a, a sex worker on that level that's just like in, it's in, in it's dis, instructional like for instance if it's it, I can't talk that's it I'm leaving for instance <laughs> <Don't> leave. <laughs> for instance if somebody said Joel can you come over and walk us through how to make my wife squirt um 
you know, that would be. And then they wanted to pay you on top of that. They wanted to pay me. And that was instructional. Then I would say, this is crazy. I don't think I'm going to ever do that. But it seemed fine. You know, it's different if it's just like, you know, uh, go bang somebody. I don't know. I just feel like that's a bit of a different scenario. Well, what if a couple wants to have a threesome? And they're not sure, like, how to find someone. And they just really honestly want it to be a sexual experience. They don't want to have any lingering strangeness afterwards. So if they want to go that route, maybe hiring an escort's not a bad idea. I read an article about that, and uh, and they talked about I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like that whole uh, idea, that whole world. It's not for me. But... If it works, the, the, wor- the world of sex work. Yeah, it's not. A, I'm like I wouldn't want to get involved in that personally. No. Um, but if somebody thinks that that's a nice time, then they can do that. I don't know. It's hard for me so to you, say it's a good idea. If you were trying to have a three way, you would just go like the the online dating route. Yeah, because I'm somebody who doesn't want the other person to need to be coerced or well I know that paying them isn't coercing but it's like can like you know what I'm saying like oh you'll do this and you're you're not really into it you just want you're doing it for money I hate that I hate that transactional nature to those things well if they're any good at their job you're not going to feel like they're only doing it but for you the money. know you know intellectually I don't know. I have friends who are sex workers who actually quite enjoy their work. They get to choose their clients and they develop like really meaningful connections with people. So well, that, I'm going to debunk that. Sure. Debunk? But, but the, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I, you, you, can, you can't know maybe. Maybe not. But There's always that you lingering. You know. I mean, isn't everything we do kind of transactional anyway? Is it? Like yeah, everything maybe. we do, kind of. I actually, th- it's funny you brought this up because um, I've been thinking. I, I'm trying to get my head around this idea of living, like anti-capitalist living. Now we yeah. all live in a capitalist society. We have to exist in that world. But I feel like the best things, the things that free our souls, and the things that really make us feel the best and and uh, be the best people are anti-capitalist like just think about it go for a hike there's nobody making money there you yeah. don't have to pay you don't have to uh you're not making money doing it it's just good uh making music ma- writing you know the art you create you can't it's there is a you can make money doing that but if that's the goal it sucks your the life out of you yeah, because it's exceptionally hard to make money doing right. this thing. And it's also you're trying to, you know, uh, reach like, okay, we got to do it this way so that this person, these people will like us. It's just like that, that root, it's not art anymore, it's commerce. We have to get away from the capitalism. So I think that, um, you know, leaving sex, uh, leaving capitalism out of sex is better for me. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a, a nicer uh, sexual experience. So, yeah, I would rather find a unicorn than right. a sex worker. Well, there you go. But that's just me. Um, 
But to answer the question, I do think it's a viable alternative to having an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship if everyone's on board with the idea. Yeah. I am not anti-sex worker in any capacity. I haven't really ever employed a sex worker, but I would absolutely hire a solid dom for a, a, a good tutorial session. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Doms for toots is a, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hit Doms up a dom for, for some toots. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, to each their own. That'd be a super wicked Valentine's Day present, by the way, if we're out of all of this by the time February 14th rolls around, or if you have an online practice and you want to teach some quality flogging. I feel like you you should really, like, just talk to your friends, go, like, can we do some swaps? And, you know, you come into our room, we'll come into your room, you know, you know. figure I that out. I actually love that idea, but I feel like that would freak out most of the people I know. I know it would freak me out. Um, <clears throat> all right, I think we nailed it. and uh, We nailed something. <laughs> I'm not sure what. We nailed getting the audio working on this particular I'm so episode. I'm happy that this uh, podcast ended up working. So, do, so that's it. That's our uh, four, three uh, brilliant questions. We had three some questions. deep, beautiful conversations. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us online. So for those of you whose questions we missed this episode, we will be back next week. We're doing it, was it Friday or was it Thursday? No, Thursday. Thursday. We're doing it Thursday. Thursday We're going to do 9 p.m. on time because now I know how this stupid thing works. (laughs) Um, We are going to continue to do these live streams until we're allowed to leave our houses. And if you know, to keep up with that, you can like our Facebook page, uh, I do and I don't show or our Instagram. That's where we are posting uh, our stories about, Hey, we're doing this on this at this time. Um, so follow, I do and I don't show on Instagram and, uh, send us more questions and, uh, and we will answer them. Kat will read them and keep you anonymous, blah, blah, blah. Kat, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I was going to say, if you do have questions, you can either send them to us through our DMs or you can email them to us at show at gmail.com. Absolutely. And again, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, get yourself a dental dam. <laughs>